0: Let me go to the Scriptures today, Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. While we do that, just want to say hello to everyone here and also everyone who's joining us on the online podcast. I've written it down on my sermon now, so I say it. Um, you know, I, 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 tonight, I, I, when I was driving to church, I really just had this, man, I just feel really grateful. I just feel really grateful for our community. And I'm really serious when I say this. Like, we get to celebrate things and the kids and the garden ministry and our worship. And But you know what? I'm grateful for each and every one of you that's here tonight. And I know that I don't know each and every one of you. And I'd love to get to know you. I'd love to please come and say hello to me. Introduce um, yourself to me. You know, we got people traveling and, you know, we, all these things happen. But you know what? I'm, I'm just, as the pastor of this church, I'm just, I've am just i just got this massive heart of gratitude tonight. I just want to say thanks for, for everyone being here as well. Because, you know what? If, if no one was here tonight, it'd be really boring. Be, I'd, I'd still preach, but it'd be pretty boring preaching to nobody. So thank you for coming and and making it fun, making church fun. Can you turn to the person next to you and say, thank you for coming and making it fun tonight? Yeah? Making it fun tonight. Here we go. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25 reads this. Since... We live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Two weeks ago, we started a series looking at the Holy Spirit, who, who, who is one of the persons of the Holy Trinity that make up God. And, and Jesus, uh, after he ascended into heaven, he died and then he rose again. And then when he ascended into heaven, he went up to heaven. He said, don't worry, I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you someone to be with you so that we're not going to be left as orphans. And that's who the Holy Spirit is. Last week, we talked about the roles of the Holy Spirit. Not just who is the Holy Spirit, but, but what does the Holy Spirit do? You know, We talked about the, 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 the element of regeneration. The Holy Spirit gives us new life, new spiritual life. Holy Spirit empowers us to live Christian lives. Holy Spirit purifies us. Holy Spirit reveals life to us. It comforts us and it unifies us. And not just this is what the Holy Spirit does, but this is what the Holy Spirit is doing in each and every one of us even now. That that God is actively working through the Holy Spirit in our lives even now. See, here's the thing the, ho- the Holy Spirit lives in each and every one of us that, that has trusted in the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8, verse 10 to 11. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life. To your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in us and continues to give us new spiritual life every day. When we believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came and died for our sins, and that whoever believes in him, John 3.16. Can I tell you, kids memorizing Bible verses is amazing because I promise you, half of you can't do it. And that was the easiest verse in the Bible, John 3:16. If I gave you the microphone, you would struggle, you know. So good, these kids. But whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And it's the Holy Spirit that gives us this eternal life from inside and out. We live by the Spirit. We are spiritual beings. See, the passage we read tonight is the theme of, of the whole series that we're going through. And let me read it again. If we live in the Spirit... Let us also walk in the Spirit. What's he saying? Let me put it simply. If you're going to let the Holy Spirit live inside of you, then let the Holy Spirit control the outside of you. Let me say that again. If you're going to let the Holy Spirit live inside of you, then let the Holy Spirit control the outside of you. Can I hear an amen? Okay, that's good. I've started putting that in my notes as well. You know what this verse is saying? It's saying be consistent. Be consistent with who you are. It's like if someone got married, everyone turns up to the wedding. Woo, congratulations. Now they have a husband. Now they have a wife. And the next day they go back to living single lives. Well, if you're married, then live married. If you're married, you know, if if, if you're committing to someone with your heart on the inside, then live that out. On the outside, if the Holy Spirit is inside of you, which is every believer here tonight, then walk like it. Live like it. Live a Spirit-filled life. And the question I want to ask tonight is this, what is a Spirit-filled life? What does a person's life look like when they have the Holy Spirit actively living and working in their life? What does it look like on the outside? And can I say, this is probably, once again, as I said from the beginning, the, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit is one of the most misunderstood and also can be quite controversial doctrines in all of Christianity. Uh, you know, we, we have the whole different spectrum of it. But let me let me let me let me just clean up a few misunderstandings before we we sort of jump right. Sometimes people think that a spirit-filled life is is some kind of mystical, supernatural. Um, you know, I can't explain it with my words, but I just feel it inside my gut. Kind of life where you know the way that I talk is different, the way that I pray is different. You know, like I start, you know, waving flags around or, you know, like, you know, speaking in different languages. And, 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 you know, you walk around with some kind of halo around your head and you hear heavenly music as you walk. Like sometimes people think that this is what a spirit filled life is. And apart from the halo and the background music, I'm going to start by saying that all of that exists. All of that exists. The supernatural realm exists. The, the, the mysterious work of the Holy Spirit exists. Different tongues and languages, heavenly languages that the Bible calls it, it exists. Uh, and before you kind of go, wait a minute, this is not what I thought he was going to say. Um, I'm not having a dig at the Pentecostal churches or the charismatic churches at all because there are real ways that the Spirit-filled life comes across people as said people do speak in different spiritual languages and and before people go oh okay i don't know if i'm gonna you know come back again next week you need to come back again next week because that's what i'm going to be talking about i'm going to be preaching about the spiritual gifts of the holy spirit okay but here's the thing there's one thing that's more important Speaking speaking in different languages and and, and experiencing different elements of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit are important and real things, but that does not define a Spirit-filled life. They are external ramifications of a Spirit-filled life, but that does not mean that if you don't have that, that you don't have a spirit-filled life. There is actually something that is more fundamental before anything supernatural occurs in our lives. And here's what it is, right? And some of you aren't going to like this answer. A spirit-filled life is a life of obedience. And everyone said, amen. Okay, well, you know, some of you said amen. That's all right. A spirit-filled life, is defined by obedience not the supernatural not the spiritual gifts not even the fruits of the spirit but a spirit-filled life is simply a life of obedience obedience is defined like this dutiful or submissive compliance to the commands of one in authority. Now, let me quickly go through this. Dutiful or submissive compliance to the commands of one in authority. Dutiful. It's our obligation. Okay, our obligation to obey God. That's our duty. Okay, as Christians, as as one that had the Holy Spirit inside of us, it's our duty to obey God. Submissive indicates the laying down of our own agendas, our own thoughts, our own opinions laying them down and submitting, submitting to the ideas and desires of God. Compliance to the commands speaks of, of the scriptures in which God has clearly laid out his instruction. Anyone that says, I don't know what God says about things in my life, I, I'm waiting for clear instruction. The answer is go and read your Bible. It's there. Okay? Commands of one in authority. And in this case, spiritual obedience, the one in authority is who? Is God. For the Christian, obedience means complying with everything God has commanded. And the spirit-filled life is defined by this word, obedience. Now, for some of us, as I said, we don't like this answer. You know why? It's an underwhelming answer. It feels like it's a half-cooked answer. It feels like, ah, there's so much more, you know, there's so much more that I need to do and I show. It's like turning up to your favorite meal only to find out that they changed the menu. You go to the restaurant, you go, oh, I'm really looking forward to this, and then they change the menu and it's not there anymore. For a lot of us, we've experienced spirit-filled living and, and it's, it's not about obedience. It's about the supernatural or the mystical or the uh, the heavenly spiritual gifts. And I said, that's not wrong. That's not wrong. That's real. But before you even get there, the spirit-filled life is defined by obedience. Do you know why some of us don't like this answer or we feel like it's an underwhelming answer? It's because we like the extraordinary. We like the supernatural. We like the things like, ooh, kind of stuff. But the, the foundation of living by the Spirit is none of that. It's just obedience to God every day, any day, everything, anything. That's the foundation of a Spirit-filled life now i have a four-year-old daughter her name is annabelle she uh i just enrolled her into kindy for next year and i thought i'd be really sad when i did that because it's my last child um you know because i'm not having any more (laughs) i celebrate everyone else's babies no i'm done um but i was really excited i was like yes see ya (laughs) anyway she's you know she's four now she's getting ready for big school And, um, you know, she's old enough to sort of clean up after herself. And so, you know, imagine I said to her, Annabelle, I want you to go and clean your room. Okay, simple instructions. Like, go and clean your room, please, because I'm polite. Go and clean your room. And then after a few hours, I come back and, and, and I see Anna and I said, Anna, did you go clean your room? And she says, oh, no, I didn't clean my room. However, look at these pretty pictures that I made for you. Now, in that situation, would I be impressed? Right? Uh, What if if then I said, Annabelle, go and clean your room. And and she said, you know what? I didn't clean my room. However, I did wash your car. Would I be impressed? Uh, Yeah, kind of. You know, a four-year-old washing my car. Yeah, I'd be impressed. What about, hey, Annabelle, go and... Go and clean your room. And then she said, Oh, you know, I, I didn't have time to clean my room. And I said, what, what were you doing? So oh, I was reading my Bible, memorizing John 3:16 for God's sake. And she just memorized right. Would I be impressed? Of course. She can't even read. It's like, mm, that's how the Holy Spirit must be working, you know. What was my instruction? Go and clean your room. Right? But what did she do? She made pictures. She, what did I say, went and washed my car. You know, she, she went and memorized parts of the Bible. The thing is this, would I be pleased with that? And as, as, as much as it'd be impressive, some of those things that she obviously can't do, I wouldn't be pleased, and here's why. See, doing a craft or washing a car or reading the Bible, they're not bad things. They're not bad things at all. I wish she could do, you know, all of those things but they're things that she made a choice to do, okay? And you need to see this. The choice, she had a choice. I'm going to listen to dad and do what dad asked me to do, or I'm going to decide in my own mind what I think is good, and I'm going to do that. She, in doing so, chose to ignore and reject my command. She held her opinion and her thought and her desire higher than mine. See, we do this all the time. We do this all the time to God. Sometimes we do it with good things. Sometimes we do it with bad things. But the point is this. You make the choice. You make the choice. God says, go love one another. And you say, I'm going to go and build a church for your kingdom, God. And God's going to say, that's great. But I asked you to love one another. See, we take what God commanded and we put our own agenda above that. That's the problem. Because suddenly, what we think is more important than what God thinks. That's the issue we make a choice in our mind and heart rather than submitting to God's choice for us. God's purpose and will for us. We choose for ourselves because what? We think that we're smarter. We think that we know more. But at the end of the day, you've got to ask yourself, who's the final decision maker in your life? Because that final decision maker in your life is the one that you live for. When God commands and we choose to submit to that, then God, we allow God to be the final decision maker and we honor and worship him. But when we choose to reject that and do what we think is the right thing, then who's our God? It's me. This is why the Bible tells us, 1 Samuel 15, 22, to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than to go and do good things because when we obey, we say that even the good things in our lives are not as important as the God things. A spirit-filled life is not defined by amazing spiritual gifts, their manifestations, or their fruits. But a Spirit-filled life is defined by complete and submissive obedience to God. And this is what the Holy Spirit helps us to do. You've got to ask yourself the question, who's calling the shots in my life? See, at at this point, right, one of the common objections that comes out is, well, why did God, did God create us to be an army of robots to just exist to obey? Do we even have a choice? It's like, did God just create us to be these obedient robots for him to obey his commandments, right? And that's a very fair call. But can I tell you that, that, This idea that we don't have a choice is a lie. Every single one of us has a choice. Every single one of us has a choice to choose a life of obedience because we're not programmed robots. We're human. And we're created with choice. We have a choice to obey the commandments of God or disobey them. And, and for God, he, he allows us this choice. And, and, and the thing about this is this. We make this choice not because we have to, but ultimately because we want to. The choice to obey is not like, you know, there's a gun to your head that you need to obey. The choice is, hey, these are my commandments. These are the blessings that will come with the commandments feel free to make a decision. See, we choose to obey not because we have to, but because we want to, and we want to because we love Him. The Bible speaks of this many a time. John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commands. John 14, 21. Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and and we will come to them and make our home with them John 14, 24, whoever does not love me does not keep my words the word that uh, uh, the word that you hear is not my own but it is from the father who sent me yeah. it's so clear this this idea of obedience and love obedience and love uh, you know once again congratulations to tony but but at the end of the day tony isn't going to obey His wife, because he's scared of her, maybe. (laughs) Jokes. (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, Tony isn't going to obey his wife to impress her either. Tony's going to obey his wife because he wants to stay alive. I mean, (laughs) you know, he's (laughs) going to... The conversations that we can have, Tony. At the end of the day, Tony's going to obey his wife because he loves her. He will love to throw out the rubbish every night, to vacuum the house, to mop the floors, to do the dishes, laundry, ironing, folding, putting it back into the cupboard. That's the worst job. Later, when you have kids... You know, this is why husbands hold their kids, change their nappy. It's not because they want to impress their wife. Look, honey, look what I'm doing for you. (laughs) It's not like the wife's like, if you don't do this, get out. You know, at the end of the day, we do it for each other because of love. And it's the same with God. I don't think God would be impressed if you said, God, I'm going to keep all your commandments because I know that you can kill me right now. So I'm going to do it. Or I don't think God would be impressed if you were like, hey, God, look at this. Commandment, one, two, three, four, five. Bang, done it. Look at this. Look how good I am. Look at this. I did it for you. you no, know, no, God, God, God's not impressed with what you do. God's in, God, God wants your heart. He wants you to be in relationship with him. And out of that loving relationship, he wants you to choose him. Because that's what God did for us. (laughs) We'll we'll cut that out of the recording. (laughs) You know God, John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world. He sent His one and only Son, Jesus, to die on the cross, that whoever believes in Him will not perish and have eternal life. But you've got to hear the first phrase, for God so loved the world. Everything that God has done for us came out of an overflow of love. And in the same way, God is not asking us to obey out of fear, but He's asking us to obey out of love. When the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, Before you even get to these crazy spiritual gifts and and the fruits and whatnot, the obedience. To go, God, I choose you. I choose to obey you. I got other ideas. I think something else is even better for my own life. But if you're saying this to me now, then I'm going to lay down my agenda and my desire And I'm going to choose to obey you. That is the mark of a spirit-filled life. My conclusion is this. Be who you want to be. I have long gone this idea that the preacher is meant to be here too persuade and manipulate you to making the right choice, whatever that might be, to you, I have long gone wash my hands of that responsibility. My job is not to persuade you. The only decision that I have to make in my life is mine. Whether I am going to choose to be in relationship with God. And out of that relationship, because if I'm in relationship with God, then I've got the Holy Spirit inside of me. And I'm going to choose to live a spirit-filled life, which is marked by obedience. That's my choice. You get to choose yours. You can do whatever you want. And uh, it sounds a little bit indifferent, and I'm not saying it in different way. I love you all very much. Very, as I said, I'm very grateful that you're here tonight, but you can do whatever you want. Because at the end of the day, no matter what I say, you're going to do whatever you want anyway. <laughs> That's reality, right? Be who you want to be. You are free to make the choice in your life. If you choose a life in relationship with God, and as the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, dwells inside of you, then as you live by the Spirit, then walk in the Spirit. If that's your choice, then choose it all the way. If you're going to choose that life, then make sure that the inner decision that you've made plays out on the outside of your life as well. But, if you don't want that, And that's fine. Like, you're not going to offend me by going, you know what, I don't really want a relationship with God. I think God's, you know, He's a dictator. There's no freedom. I said, that's fine. You know, we have pizza tonight. You know, enjoy. You know, like, I'm not going to lose sleep over that because at the end of the day, it's an individual choice. But the choice is is if you're going to choose God, you choose God all the way. God didn't half-heartedly pursue you, nor should we half-heartedly pursue Him. If we're going to live in the Spirit, if we're going to live by the Spirit, if the Holy Spirit is going to control the inside of us, then I'm asking you, let Him control the outside. And that outside is a life of obedience yes it's not spectacular it's not like you know fireworks going off but it is what marks a spirit-filled life i pray that tonight that you would not just choose to live by the spirit but you would walk in the spirit in all areas of your lives and that you would be marked by the holy spirit in your life amen let's pray